Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of An Ordinary King. Um, today's episode's a funny one. He caught up with a very good friend of mine, Nick Tamarides, who is an actor, a viticulturist, so slash winemaker, uh, and a genuine personality. Uh, this, this, this dude's funny. Um, so he's studied viticulture or winemaking, uh, did a bachelor in it. Uh, he's made some amazing wines. I think one of his wines even won a silver medal or some awards um, as well. We, we chat love, life, history, uh, what he's reading, and we just discuss different wines and, and bourbons and scotches. that We we actually got to try some scotches and some bourbons, uh, um, which was great from the place down the road from us. It's a cracker. It's a good episode. I We laughed the whole time, so... Uh, Strap in, but enjoy the ride. Here he is, Nick Tamarides. Wow, man, this is great. I'm so happy to be here. Get, get closer this is to so the cool. mic. Jeez, I actually have a good voice too. Get I was getting jealous over that dude. Get closer to the like, mic. I'm like, fuck, he's got a good voice. Is he going to replace my role in this podcast or what? Bit, bit closer. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Can you hear yourself? Yeah. No. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Cheers. Cheers, Cheers man. Yeah, is this recording? Yeah, we're oh, recording. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So you've had quite, quite the experience so far today, haven't oh you? Oh, my God. This has gone like already like a, how many hours has passed already? And we, we've generally just started. <laughs> it's like 7 o'clock, but we've spent like the last hour in, in the bottle store um, drinking oh really amazing God. scotch. Yeah, if and I whiskey. talk over you, is that and cognac? Google? No, you do whatever you want. It's just <laughs> us, man. It's just us having a chat. Because I get so excited, you know. <laughs> I couldn't stop talking over that poor dude at the at the store back Henry. then. Henry, I know he struggled to get a word in, didn't he? Oh, the poor guy, and he had so much knowledge to give, and it's like I've had such a bad day today. And I see that by the end of it, he didn't get a chance to get everything off his chest. Poor thing. It was pretty amazing. It's pretty. Uh, sometimes with those kinds of places, I feel like I'm a bit out of my depth in terms of knowledge with wine and oh. fucking scotch and shit like that. I feel like I'm like no. I have so much more to learn and so much yes. more. But I mean, because I have like a really super limited knowledge when it comes to wine. I'm like, okay, fuck, that tastes really good. Uh, <clears throat> or I know like some grapes that like I feel really comfortable with, and that I like the Syrah, like that we were talking about, which is just yeah. a Shiraz. Did or, I end up trying that? No, he doesn't no. have that. He doesn't oh. have that wine on 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 trial, um, or rosé. But can you hear me sniffing the wine. There we go. <laughs> I can I can hear it? But does that mean the um, yeah? It's, the, re- it's okay, recording. Good. So yeah, they can hear me sniffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me sniffing the wine. Is it good? It's good. What is it? What are you drinking? So I'm drinking a rosé out of Provence, France, which is southeast France. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally like. Before I even saw the bottle, I'm like, okay, that looks like a Provence, France. What made you uh, say that? Because uh, it just it's got that paler sort of um, color, which is an old world style, which is known as this old world and this new world style. So, uh, rosé out of Provence is generally made with, um, well, an old world style. So it's paler in color and it's a less less richness of fruit. Um, it's a bit more subtle and it's actually always very textural. I swear, like. They're not even priced that highly. You can get one at a decent price at um, Dan Murphy's or whatever stores near near you that sells them. 
uh, like vintage cellars or uh, black hearts and sparrows and they're always really texturally viscous and easy to drink not overly complex or rich or vibrant or powerful but still subtle and good enough and very and that subtleness that subtlety sort of seduces you into oh jesus seduces so, you yes holy it's quite a fuck. seductive style. we've gone there already <laughs> we have well it's been an hour before we even started like or oh, more than an hour now because that lovely acting dude henry at the shop i uh, just was a wealth of knowledge and even kieran underestimates himself as well like you know, you, you, there's so many in there that I haven't seen that you've tried, and it's like, whoa! Oh, you well, know. It's, I'm spoiled for choice, though. Like, I go down yeah. to that place, and I'm like, holy fuck! The, like, you you are you are surrounded by like, but when you go to like somewhere like Dan Murphy's or a typical um, liquor store, I mean, you you've got your like your big say ten scotches or whiskeys or yes. <clears throat> vodkas or whatever yeah. rums but when you go to like a boutique place like oh my god mind blown mind blown by like this long shelf of like boutique things you've never seen before and you've done bartending and sommelier work and a degree in whatever wine making in my case and you know um and uh and you're still like whoa i know nothing in this world of booze <laughs> like there i know nothing Honestly. I think that's nice and refreshing, though, isn't oh. it? It's like the fact that you've studied so much and then you come out and you're like, yeah. actually, there's, there's still so much to go. It's like, yes, I, I can't get bored of this. Thank God I found something <laughs> I can't get bored of. <laughs> like, because everything, like, you can generally get pretty bored of quite quickly when it's the same and it's robotic and there's this mold of doing this and the same thing as so many people. And then you discover all these um, inner things that you love doing outside of all that like you know acting like we found that this guy henry is also an actor i was like whoa well that's amazing you know and he's 25 and he's sort of giving it a break now and that's when actually started (laughs) my it's like (laughs) jeez um yeah and i don't know man i'm just so like it's great you've got a good location here i have to say that guys whoever's listening I have to say, he's got the gym right there next to him. He's got a booze place, <laughs> uh, like boutique booze place. There's a difference between a booze place, like a pub, yeah. and then a boutique one of, uh, you know, it's like a whole new world, like like walking into the Harry Potter wall with your thing and you end up in another dimension. <laughs> you know, that's oh, what this is. Narnia. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And around the corner, we've actually got like a, a wine cellar in the corner as well that does like really, because their, their stock that they've got at uh, Casa de Vino is where we were before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That like they've got a really good selection of spirits. Yeah, uh, yeah. tequilas, gins, vodka, um, scotch, whiskeys, wh- whatever the fuck you want. They've got a really yes. good selection. I mean, it's not, uh, it, it's but it's exhaustive because it's only such a big. It's, it's oh, only so big, right? I know. And then, then they've got like a really nice selection of wines, like really good selection of. Ooh, of that's Syrah, like out of Adelaide Hills. Oh. What, yeah. was, what was that one again there? So um, I, I forgot the label, but the pit, there's a picture of a guy that looks, um, he's just been electrocuted by something. <laughs> uh, maybe electrocuted by the image of a beautiful woman in front of him. So metaphorically uh, electrocuted by how stunned he was by her seductive appearance. The seductive words coming up a lot. so often with yeah. the influence of booze, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and now I've lost my train of thought. In fact, my train of thought has derailed. Ooh, <laughs> oh, <very poetic. laughs> I think the poetry comes out through booze. I mean, who, you know, this is a good way to even get into booze if, if you want to become more accidentally poetic, you know. <laughs> I am. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah. So 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 so. That's a sign you're having a good time. I, I can, but it's like I must it's, be I'm a good so guest. How spoiled? Like, and then. 
but they've got everything and then there's the placement in the corner as well which has like your more the other wine store seller has yeah. your more generic ones yes but yeah. not, not as generic as like it's got the stuff that you get at like so Dan Murphy's oh, but, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's got still got the generic but they but they have you know your generic naysays but then you've they've also yeah. got a, a lot of other Australian wines that you wouldn't yeah. normally find at a, a typical bottle store yeah yeah. Oh, the selections <clears throat> and beer. A lot of a lot of boutique beers oh as well. Oh my god! Yes. But I, I, I'm fucking. I'm off beer. You're off beer. Yeah. Well, well, well I like temporarily. it temporarily. You'll be back. I like it. I do <laughs> like it. But I just I don't. I can't drink as much beer as that I used to in my yeah. early, you know, yeah. early twenties and, and late mm. teens. I used to drink that shit. Yeah, like it was water. Yeah, that was our water when we were in our teens. I swear I drank more beer than I drank water for like this for you know the best part of five years. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. But yeah. I can't do I can't do anything. I get too bloated on beer. That's now. probably what gave you your beard because I still haven't got a beard at thirty two, and I reckon <laughs> it's generally the people that slam down their ales and they're like, oh yeah, now I'm gonna appear like a, I don't know, they get this Viking look by twenty now. Like you no, know, they all look like Vikings dirty. from like. You were probably like my no, younger brother, like by the age no. of nine, you're all like big bearded Vikings because no. you've had your ale no. for so many years and you're no. only nine years of age <laughs> and I'm 32. I st- I'm Greek background. I no, still can't grow I didn't grow get a beard. I didn't get a beard until I was like 30. Mm. Really? Yeah, it was all like wispy. Well, not wispy. It just wasn't like yeah. fully fledged. I was almost yeah. ashamed of growing it. <laughs> it took, took till I was like Well at it's least looking 30. good now Yeah well I, I just had a cut The castle on next season of Game of Thrones <laughs> Are they doing another season or not? Yeah, well, they're doing a new, a new series a new Yeah series. Yeah, yeah like something. a spin off Like a spin off series of Game of Thrones Yeah Yeah Yeah. But, I, oh. but it took me years man Yeah There's hope yeah. There's hope yet Yeah My yeah. Like I am only 35 But there's, there's hope yet that, yeah. that you'll grow a beard Yeah I don't know <laughs> Like Keanu Reeves I, Where he was like He's like 53 and he's looking great. He's only just seemed a full out. Hey, full I out swear he hasn't aged a day. Once he, he has, 30, has he? he still looks like he's yeah. 30. Since Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, he's like. He oh. still looks the same. He still looks like. He still he looks does. that age. Yeah. Because he's, he's just peaceful. Like, in, in, in with all the attention and all that, uh, you know. That it's that Asian blood. He's got Asian blood and Asian yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got Asian like, Hawaii. It means breeze over the mountain, Ken Reeves. Mm-hmm. I think um, his name means breeze over the mountain, and that's that's from, like, some Asian sort of origin or something. So. Well, I, no, I think that yeah. Keanu's, Keanu's Hawaiian. Okay. Yeah, Reeves okay. is not. But yeah. his, I, I, I don't know. I probably need to fact check it. But one of his parents is... is Chinese or uh, Japanese, and the other one's Hawaiian. Yeah, wow, incredible. So he's got, a, he's, so got a well. good, he's got a good mix. Yeah, my brother he's a asked me. Son of a bitch, isn't oh, he? he so is. My brother asked me the other day. He's like, "Oh, who's your favorite actor?" And I, straight up, I just like normally I need to think hard for things. Even when you ask me what my favorite wine is, I have to think for at least you know. And I, I've been drinking wine for twenty four years, and I have to think. But straight away, I just said Ken Reeves without even why. Like, I don't know. I just I just love the peaceful sort of vibe that he gives out, like really humble sort of vibe, and is 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 so, um, you know, he's just great to watch too, and he's, he's just like to watch, e- even he? he's like reading a good book. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, he he is like a breeze, just himself. Like his name means breeze over the mountain. I, him as a person is a breeze over the mountain, breeze over the freaking ozone layer. He's <laughs> lovely. You get the sense as well that he's a really lovely guy. 
I saw something of him like reading. Apparently, he doesn't flaunt his, you know, whatever one fifty million that he's worth. He, he just doesn't, you know, he just lives like an everyday well, person. He still surfs. Yeah, still surfs. He's on the train reading a newspaper. He's not like hasn't bought a mansion or anything that they all do. And I mean, it's just so I don't know. I love I love it for some reason. Dude, it's just down to earth. Down to earth, grounded. Island. Yeah, yeah. He's got that island spirit still about him. Yeah, you know, it doesn't doesn't feel like he's. It's this peaceful thing, this vibe yeah. that I get from him, and I feel at peace just watching it. <laughs> I don't know, like with all the noise and everything of in, the newsfeed of Facebook, which luckily I've been off for six months um, of Facebook, but there's so noisy. Did, oh yeah, I did got you off go it off it or delete it? I deleted it completely, and yeah. after a month, it permanently deletes. So I don't um, think that it does because really? I deleted my Facebook years ago. Years ago, I deleted it. Yeah, and but but they they always said this thing that you can always re-sign back in when you want to, because oh. they they fucking got you by the balls. They sons yeah. of bitches. Like, oh, you can delete it. It's it's gone. Yeah. But if you want, just re-sign in, and mm. you can come back. Yeah, That's no, fine. Not we'll keep that. all your shit for you. <laughs> you can move out of the house. Don't pay rent anymore. Don't have to do anything. But when you want to come back, just knock on the door. We're here for you. It's exactly oh, as you fucking left it. Trying to like, nurture us. And, oh. and I thought that I'd permanently deleted it. Yeah. But I hadn't. Oh. There's actually like a number of steps that you need to take to do it. Oh, so just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying, I don't know what the fuck you did. Well, I haven't tried since December to get back in because I've just forgotten about it. Okay, well, that's, yeah. well, I believe Thank that. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> it's great, man. Like, it was so noisy and, and this is why, I, like, I, I literally, I feel most enriched um, and most um, enveloped in a peaceful, grounded state of mind, uh, <laughs> call it meditation or whatever, when I'm at the Botanical Gardens with a book in hand. Honestly, that's mm. what I did today, all day before I came what, here. What are you reading? Um, right now I'm reading a very short intro- William Allen's very short introduction uh, introduction into classical literature so um, it, it covers everything from Plato to Marcus Aurelius and, and then um, Evictetus which was Marcus Aurelius' idol um, uh, and you know um, Meditations is a popular book by Marcus Aurelius Crazy, but yeah. he was inspired by Evictetus uh, who was Greek and um, it all started back to like 700 BC uh, which is what 2,800 uh, years ago now? I don't yeah, know. give or take. Yeah, almost 3,000 years ago. Um, and, and that's when, you know, po- it's given such a big influence, that era of the Greeks and then and then soon after the um, the Romans and then um, uh, Alexandria and Egypt when they built the uh, Library of Alexandria there. Uh, you know, the, the, already in the first five, I've only read five pages because I was so busy <laughs> writing notes and already there's all this information about Plato and, 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 and Confucius and, uh, you know, and all this, it's like in five pages, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> Didn't even get past the discography. I know, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I just feel like, yeah, uh, I feel so great at the gardens. It's like my meditation, it's my Zen. And, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, and this is very important foundational stuff, which at school I wasn't ready yet to pay attention to all that. But now for some reason I'm interested. <laughs> hey, next hour, I'm ready. I'm ready at the fucking. So yeah. this we're reading at the moment. Yeah, reading that, and then I'm going to go off into um, uh, a lot more of the classical literature, philosophy. I've, I've got a whole collection of them. Um, I've been shopping at Dimmicks and um, having, <laughs> at the Avenue Bookstore and the readings and you know all of them, and getting actually the really good editions. Like the covers are great. Like Oscar yeah. Wilde's picture of Dorian Gray is matching with Mary Shelley's The Frankenstein, and that's matching with um, Bram Stoker's uh, Dr- uh, Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, I've got matching that. covers though. 
Like the covers are incredible. They're like vintage covers and they're great. And and because I've just moved into my apartment and I'm decorating the whole bookshelf. I've even got fairy lights on there. I know that sounds a bit like. <laughs> but I'm it sorry, looks great. But the moment you said that, no, then all respect. I gone. know. All respect gone. <laughs> That's what my little brother thought until he saw it. He's like, "Oh, you are you're turning into one of those girls, aren't you?" I'm like, "No." Just have a look with the salt lamp, how good it looks with the lights turned off, and you got your whole book collection there, and you know you're getting more wisdom and all these beautiful things that are grounding and full of zen, especially when you're at the Botanical Gardens in South Yarra. Yeah. The Royal Botanical Gardens. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you start putting things into perspective, and you're like, oh, this is actually not as uh, fairy-headed, you know, it's Do actually you, quite a good thing. Have you got like a big rug set up? with? with oh, I've got a rug there too. And I found this beautiful table like uh, in my mum's garage, which had cobwebs all over it. But it looks like it's from, I don't know, it just looks like it's a, a billion, a, like a, like a really hundred thousand dollars there, yeah, like really yeah. old. And uh, I've got that now in my lounge with, um, I've, it's just coming along nicely, honestly. It's beautiful. <laughs> I should show you some of the other things I bought too. Like this little positivity book, which kind of looks like it's got the botanical gardens on it, and it says positivity and all these quotes about like positivity. <laughs> and it's I'm well, just literally going to use it. I would hope that the positivity book had positivity quotes in it. Oh well, yeah, I mean, shocked. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'd exactly. be upset. Turn the page and it's like yeah. just a big fuck you on the first page. No. Like, you son of a bitch. I know. And <laughs> like. Oh, and then this artist from Sydney, this female artist, very sure. young, like uh, mid-20s, I think, or early 20s, um, and she's done these little um, sketches of birds, and they're really colourful, and I, I literally just bought them as ornaments. Like my Marvel cup from, you know, the Marvel sure. film. I've got yeah. a Marvel cup as an ornament on my shelf, and, and I bought a little, the toy shopping that I told you about. You did go toy shopping. Yeah, I went toy shopping for the little pop vinyls, the It, the one from the It movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Skarsgård plays Bill Skarsgård sure. plays uh, the the clown, and uh, he's protecting my books on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got, he's got in there, I've got in there, and his clown suit looking all scary with the little red things. That, yeah, you know, um, and his little paper boat is <laughs> protecting my collection there because uh, you know there's uh, Jane Austen's uh, Pride and Prejudice. Did you know have that, you, that have was? You got that? Have yeah, you man. Yet? No, I've I've read um I've read the first quarter, but um Why, I had to give it, it a break. Yeah, because um. Uh, I feel like I need to do literature first. I don't know. I, I get so indecisive oh, and I read things all at once. Like I can read four books at once. Um, you know, and um, do you know Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice? That's her most, I think, uh, famous work, I'd sure, say, yeah, yeah, out of yeah. everything. I mean, Emma's up there as well. But but Pride and Prejudice was the most adapted to film. And that was called First Impressions before it was called Pride and Prejudice. And, and she was 23 when it was fully published and became Pride and Prejudice. So, but she had started writing it, that eloquent language, how beautiful they were speaking from a teenager. So they're, they're basically children and they're speaking at this level of like, you know, they, they, they'd show, you know, Judy Dench would look like a, like their student, you know, or something like Judy Dench is the most, um, you know, she's an example of a very elegant, eloquent uh, woman and uh, you know and then uh, allocution and yeah, she's man. got all that all shit going these things on. and she's in her mid eighties yeah. and she's peaking in her a career wonderful wonderful career and she she's has. still incredibly attractive in her mid eighties um, you know and then there's um, Anthony Hopkins Sir Anthony Hopkins I should say who's um, <laughs> yeah and he he was actually part of the reason why I started reading about Plato um, really why why is yeah, that because uh, I, I was like I don't know I've gone in the last year I've gone through this like quest like this this motivational like looking for zen type of thing i don't know like this last ever since i was from 29 to 30 I, it just hit me it's like oh, i want to give wine a bit of a break and i want to sort of 
do something a bit more soul feeding, you know, sure. feed the soul a bit more. And then I'm like, okay, who do I look up to? Sir Anthony Hopkins, Judy Dench, actually, you know, being a female, she's very inspiring for males as well. Like she's just so elegant and she's a good example of peaking in her career, even at a later age, in her mid eighties, like mm-hmm. she's doing sure. so well. Yeah, yeah. It she's just shows that life is longer than we think when we actually apply ourselves and we're in a peaceful state of mind and content with who we are. You know, that's such a peaceful thing. And I feel like Keanu Reeves is another example of, you know, just knowing who he is. Like, Longevity. Yeah. Looking looking for the, looking for, not looking for the short-term end of the road, but, yeah. you know, looking for stability. And, exactly. And, yeah. And, and being duration. comfortable in your own yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, man. For sure. And not, not, not having any shame. Like, you know, I mean, I've had these, like, quirks and all these things that people laugh at and I always thought oh, they're <clears> laughing at it. No. Um, so it was a bad thing. Well, I thought, no, this is great. Let's embrace and be who we are, man. And it's just like, and now I'm going through this path of like, like I've quit my job. I'm actually jobless, but I've got my own apartment. Um, you know, essential to everything. Uh, but now I just want to do nothing, not even work. Just wake up, go to the gardens, and read a book. That is it. <laughs> that is all I do. You want to be Charles Dickens? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Charles Dickens, he's incredibly hard to read. I mean, still, after reading Gaston Leroux's Phantom of the Opera. He's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, very well, funny. I, I heard, but you got to really adapt to his language style. Like, sure. I read um, Gaston Leroux's Phantom of the Opera, and he was actually, I never knew he was inspired by Victor Hugo's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right on. Yeah, because and that's what got him to write Phantom of the Opera, and then Andrew Lloyd Webber putting it into a play and all these things, and 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 a, and a movie with um, Gerard Butler and um, and uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, uh, the guy from Conjuring, the James Bond loves James so Bond. much. Um, that's also in Aquaman. James Bond loves him. Uh, uh, not Paul Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, who's um, all in the all Insidious movies, and he's that sort of comforting character that makes you feel safe and you know even though there's all these ghosts and supernatural crap happening Patrick Wilson's that character that makes you feel safe as the audience you sure, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like he knows how to deal with all these evil spirits and he's been in all the insidious and conjuring movies and um yeah and, and he was starred in Phantom of the Opera alongside um, Gerard Butler as the Phantom and, and the great singer as well what realized. a fucking amazing role that would be to be the Phantom incredible man wouldn't yeah. that be amazing yeah Gerard Butler did very well but Patrick Wilson just had that voice though he, like incredible voice wow anchoring yeah, had a anchoring, very anchoring voice. Yeah. Still does. Yeah, still does. It's not as though we lost it. And <clears throat> Emma Rosen, Emma Rosen played the girl, that, um, and she. They, they still do duets together. No, from the soundtrack, they still do, do it. They? Yeah, yeah, they still do it um, to this day. Jesus. It's great. They're keeping that spirit alive. Do you know uh, that that yeah. Phantom of the Opera in New York? St- what is it? Fifteen years. That's been going, or twenty years, or some shit on Broadway. Really. Some no, crazy no idea. fucking number. No idea. No. Like the the the, the music. That's fucking cool. insane. Cats is this, like there's these. What is it? I'm pretty sure it's Phantom of the Opera. Has been going. I'll, I'll do a fact check next time you start. Yeah. Next we go on. Next if we go on a rant for this thing, I'll do a fact oh, check. Oh man. It, but it, it, amazing. Just yeah. Because it's, it's, they've got the population for people just to keep fucking turning up every mm. day, man. Oh, it's incredible. Six days, seven days a week. Oh. I have to, I have to get into. It. I haven't. I think my mum took me very young age, um, somewhere in uh, 
Melbourne, I don't know, on the way to Mornington. It was on the, I remember it was on that road on the way to Mornington from uh, near Caulfield, that opera house or something. Is there an, an opera, opera house? house there? I don't know, man. Somewhere there, there, but I just vaguely remember from the age of like two or three. Do you know what's funny though? I feel like, because I can't stand musicals. Yeah. Oh, cannot really? stand nah. Have you seen Aladdin or Book oh. of Mormon? No, I wanted to see the Book of Mormon. No, Aladdin want... was for me. Oh man. Why? Aladdin. It was just oh, I just hit the spot. Like all it just <laughs> brought back the nostalgic sort of really? euphoric experiences as a child, like watching it with um Robin Williams that played the genie and then just Oh, you watched back Robin Williams? Yeah, no, 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 no. This was um no, this was last year at the oh, Her Majesty's Theatre, but like it brought back all those, you know, with oh, cartoon and Robin Williams played. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it just brought back that nostalgia of, um, you know, and he was such a great actor too. Um, we've lost so many great... I can't believe how many great actors. You know, Corey Monteith of um, uh, Heath Ledger, Corey Monteith of uh, Glee. David Elderly. Bowie. Yeah, David Bowie, Paul Walker. David Bowie is one of the most wow. remarkable actors. Yeah. So under, well, I don't know if he was underrated, but yeah. one of, like the roles that he played was just like so spectacular. Yeah, David Bowie really, was amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. Had yeah. Great depth and um, and uh, pathos in his performances. A he lot was, of he was. I, I always think of David Bowie. Like if I watch something that he does, he is so like. Whenever you hear that statement, just being present in a situation, oh being present God. in a role, he's the guy yeah. that that personifies. That language, like he personifies yeah. that statement. Be present. You watch David, anything that David Bowie's in, he is fucking switched on, he's oh. he's engaged, and you just fucking watch him. Yeah, man. Just show Next that listening level. is acting. Oh, there's so well, much listening involved. In I that. don't know. What, what, like, I, I agree about the listening thing, but but there's, for me, like when I watched it, there's just, there's, yeah. I don't know what it is. Bizarre sort of like, you know, presence and He's just got the calmness about him as well. Like this yeah. this this like you trust what he's doing is good, you know. I don't know. He's, he's Yeah, calmness is a lot, isn't it? Like relaxation is like um what's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro says that uh relaxation is um uh what accesses who you really are and then you're not acting, you're bringing out uh, a real Experience in in the performance and, through um, being calm, through being calm and relaxed, because that gives you access to self. And he said something along those lines, and um, and I think that's um, what, what well, uh, Brian Brian yeah. Cranston. Oh God, he's another. <clears throat> so he gem. says that his 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 resting face is his everything face. Mm, mm. So he's just relaxed. So he works yeah. on just being a, his face. His, <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. But he says that yeah. his, his relaxed face is his everything face. So wow. he's just like, just sort of lets it, <clears throat> yeah. just relaxes, just relaxes his face. That's yeah. so important, like knowing the body and being able to relax. It is. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> but also not just knowing it, but knowing what it looks like. Yeah, true, true. Especially if you're an actor, you're like, you can, you can go, oh, I know what my body's doing. But mm. if it doesn't fucking look right. Yeah. I don't yeah. fucking right. It doesn't translate. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. How's that wine going? Oh, it's great. I'm, I'm almost finished. You're actually finished too. In fact, I'm about to finish <coughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm pretty keen to, to try one of these scotches. We are ready to progress uh, on our little tour of a uh, of, um, <laughs> little what, a flight of um, 
of uh, booze. So what do you want to try first? So what what, what we did is we got um, went down to the local store, the, the one that we yes. that were, Nick was Here so mm. studio talking about a lot. But we went down and got a seduced, a, a, seduced, we heavily <laughs> seduced. Because we went down and got um, a couple of sample bottles, which you can get. You can get a couple of sample bottles of like instead of buying a three hundred dollar bottle of scotch, you can go down and buy. Um, like what about thirty mils, forty mils yes. of scotch <clears throat> um, for right. for a, you know a much more affordable. So it gives you a flavour of what the scotch is like. And we got what did we get? It's got the name of there. <clears throat> so get we're all using our noses before to guess which ones mm. it and memory. But and, yeah. and I think we were correct. So what they were we bought by by Nikka. Nikka is the uh, Japanese. Uh, beautiful, they do beautiful uh, whiskey, and they bought um, uh, Ben Nevis. Um, the Ben Nevis is the company, the distillery, uh, in 1989, and uh, they've got two uh, two tasting samples here, which we tasted in the store with our lovely uh, Henry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so they were I, both the exact same vintage. That's right. They were, that was the key thing. Was that they were pretty much exactly the same scotch? Because exactly what you saying, exactly the same, the same, yeah. same but same. very different. Yep. So they both use saying. oak. Yeah. Very different due to very minor things. Yeah. Um, and so, they're so different. Like the oh, smell. Holy yeah. shit. So like, what have we got? So let's so just start here, with one. What have we got that's here? The one in the so bourbon. this is the Ben Nevis, the twenty-one-year-old, ninety-six. This is the bourbon. Uh, it's at forty-seven point two percent. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, all so I know that is one's that less alcohol. That's the one with the less alcohol. Oh, that the had spicy the one? bourbon. Um, no the spicy. No, that's one. the spicy one. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it is. So that's this this one. The spicy one. So How can we end, end with the spicy yeah, one? The sherry one was the spicy one yeah. with no peat. Um, yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, with no so this peat is 96 added. Sherry, oh, so this is Sherry Sass. Fifty ended at fifty point six. So both twenty one year olds. So I reckon we give that one a go first. Yeah, not, let's not do the it. spicy one. Let's give the. So where you go? Yes, let's do that. Okay. I'll, go, I'll come closer to you. Yeah. Hey Nick, I'll come closer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, could, I could be on the other side of the room. I could be doing this. I could sound like I'm right next to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. These things are great. Is that weird? <laughs> oh, it's pretty weird. <laughs> I didn't realise my voice could sound so sexy like yours. <laughs> all right, so let's um, so let's give seductive. This, so seductive. <laughs> it's all about seduction today. That's the fifth time we've said the word. I think it's actually number six. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> the, we're about to pour the bourbon one. Um, oh, so the bourbon. yeah, the bourbon one. Um, I'm pouring that into Kieran's glass now. Uh, that one's got uh, uh, peat, a little bit of peat in touch, it. Touch, a touch of peat. Touch of peat. Yeah. Um, and the other one has no peat. The other one has no peat, uh, but the one with no peat comes and, across and spicier. Yeah, peat's not like the guy down the street or your cousin. Yeah, yeah. Peat, peat's yeah. I actually still don't really understand what the fuck peat is. Well, peat's like um, they don't they uh, they they have that character of burnt wood. So they like they have it sitting, or, you know, in the barrel close to like wood burning or something, and mm-hmm. then the, it gets that peaty smell. Um, my knowledge is very limited on that, so. Uh, but <laughs> but it's um, a physical thing. Yeah, it's a physical it's, thing, yeah. and it's it it actually ends up. So their process, whatever it, it is, um, I'm pretty sure it's when they burn their wood, and, and then they get that sort of peaty smell yeah. infused. They make sure it's they're in contact for long enough to have that infused sort of uh, peaty burnt wood sort of um, character in there. Sure. The, <clears throat> All right. Well, let's let's give this one a crack. See how this one goes. 
So um, this is the. All right, sorry. Yeah, bourbon's the one with a little bit of peat and then the bourbon cask. And this one's slightly lighter in colour. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, my God, it's so dark. Mm. <clears throat> There's no... So we're not having it with any ice or any water or anything. Like that. We're just straight out of the fucking neat. bottle. I strongly believe neat. Fucking neat. straight out of the pocket. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Oh, it's got some good length. It's got some good intensity, some good enriching... All right, so, so, first mm. of all... I, I, I'm I'm so shit with descriptive. So what ah, is so what that's are we, what I'm here for. All right. So what do we what do we <laughs> So what do we mean by length? Uh, so length is when after you've swallowed it, uh, it lingers on on the palate. So you've got the the you might have a, a burnt uh, sort of roasted caramel sort of toffee butterscotchy type of spectrum of flavor so dark and sweets. it just yeah or whatever whatever flavor it is it might be just peatiness and smokiness and you know smoked bacon type of flavor that sort of spectrum um or it might be the spectrum of like a highland whiskey you might have more of the caramel toffee butterscotch type sure. of spectrum okay, the sweeter cool. so yeah, yeah, yeah. and after you swallow it it's those characters, those actual nuances or whatever that are lingering on your palate, and that's what length is. And, the, and they change, don't they? So the longer they sit there and the more oxygen that you breathe in and, and carbon dioxide that you breathe out, those, those flavours change. So, what, yeah, what happens is once you take the first sip and, and you might see it's people changing like... already. Yeah, you, if people leaving it in their mouth for a little bit or... or oh, yeah. Um, like uh, you do with red wine, you let, you let the red wine sit and yeah. warm up into your mouth and you, circulate you breathe the, over it. Yeah, yeah, you breathe over it and you circulate oxygen in your in your palate and that's um opening up the the wine or whatever thing is in there and and then with a whiskey if you're drinking it neat uh like this one for example uh you, you leave it sit in your mouth don't swallow it straight away because that's when you'll say oh this is harsh this is horrible but no that's because your technique of drinking it is making it horrible you're swallowing it too quickly mm. let it sit on your palate enjoy the aromas and the flavors that are going on even smell it for a little bit before you even take a sip. Sure, yeah. And, and get to know that there's a personality to this thing, you know, to this booze that you have in front of you. There's a, it's opening up to you and see what you can, as you, even when you swirl it, well, what's opening up more? What what are you detecting? Something sweet or savory or nutty or, or so? What are you getting? What are you yeah, getting with so, old? What are you getting with old fucking? With this one, like, um, yeah, the bourbons, it's a bourbon cask, so, uh, the, you know, it definitely smells like that too. Like, with bourbon, you generally have this sweeter it? sort of, um, Which we've got know, later on to try as well. We've got yeah. some bourbon to try. Yeah, Hudson like Bay. almost like that glazy sort of um, maple sort of sweetness. I don't know, it's very difficult to describe, but there's always this sweet sort of... Um, I get maple with you. I, yeah. I think of it as like you know, like the dark sugars. Yeah, like a dark sugary sort of mm. thing. Um, and you're sort of getting like a caramelized sort of, um, you know, even probably a, a hint of a bit of um, butterscotch even. even. Um, just, just, just along that spectrum, it may not be exactly that sort of thing, but that sort of spectrum, maybe even like a star anise sort of licorice-y I can tell you what, <clears throat> It's yeah. fucking good. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's good and it backs that up. It backs yeah. up all these nuances on the palate when it's, it's so textural as well. So it's really Fuck, viscous really nice. and textural and elegant. and Yeah, I mean, these, these are words of um, good words to use. So when you also say texture... Texture, yeah. So yep. what, what's, what is it encapsulated when, when you start talking about texture? So think about texture on the lines of uh, viscosity. So viscosity, for example, if you're looking at honey and water, 
Honey has a heavier viscosity. It's got more of a viscosity to the palate than water because it's thicker. It's like a maple syrupy sort of consistency. So with texture, you're looking at the consistency of the product on your palate and you can feel it. You can actually feel how thick it is. Is it like a lighter body or is it a heavier body with like more viscosity and thicker syrupy sort of more mouth coating textures? Sure. So that's what viscosity and texture is. It's how is it? coating your palate to what level is it like a high oh. level of texture or is it a low level of sure, texture yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what texture is and these things i learned from all the wine making and oenology that i was studying and it applies to all types of booze and um you're basically <laughs> a qualified alcoholic you know? <laughs> so it's great yeah uh, and i love like you know uh, sharing these experiences with people like yourself who are sure. passionate about booze because that makes us like a family you know well i I stopped like as we were talking about earlier on like with the amount of beer that i drank yeah it was always like the cheap shit what did you like lagers or pale ales what what was your what was your go-to drink like your boutique pale ales like stonewood or jesus or your lagers no so like when i was growing up we had this we had this is really cheap so this is because i grew up in new zealand so the the stock standard boom beer, yeah. DB, DB draft. No, oh, the DB. DB. Oh my god, yes. DB Off draft. tap. Mm. How good was the DB? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I could just drink it like well, it was pints. like it was like the Carlton draft of like you know the Australian but better, version or, but the, or better. Budweiser for yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, hello America. I have a few few listeners. Oh, how much leagues better was the DAB? I swear. Well, the DB just... was. I think. I think the. I think the DB was better. But then we had like uh, like the the next sort of level down, which was like yeah, double brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. draft. Well, actually, Waikato was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Canterbury draft, which was I actually kind of liked, which came in like a red and black can. Mm. But there was another one as well, like Southern, South, Southern, some sort of Southern. southern fuck, I can't. It's, it's like the name was of it. Was it German? No, 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 no. This is all Kiwi beer. Or Kiwi Zealand beer. beer. Yeah, New Zealand, yeah. 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 Southern. Um, and then we had like Tui Draft, but not Tui as in like T H O O or T W O H E Y, but Tui yeah. as in like the bird. Oh, so in New Zealand, the, the tui's a bird. Tui, it's like a little oh, uh, feather, like a uh, like crested sort of feather, sort of bird. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Colourful. Ah, uh, no, like brown, no. but the, the the chest had like this sort of wonderful sort of um, light grey, white sort of brown spotted sort of chesty sort of thing going on. I'll yeah, bring it up yeah. on the on the internet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A beautiful well, little, beautiful you're little painted bird. a very good image. You see, you, you underestimate well, your descriptive can... words there. Oh, okay. Well, so because I'm a very visual like a person, really and that elegant was... sort of Ooh. looking bird. It's not like you know, like a pigeon. It's like this f- horrible, fat sort of yeah. ugly sort of godfather couldn't like a bird yeah, yeah. sits eating sausage all day <clears throat> but yeah. the, so the tui is like a uh, and it's got a really gorgeous sort of song to it as well sort of like this beautiful melodic kind of like you know like a magpie first thing in the morning oh yes, yes. beautiful yeah. actually chatting that my first guest that i had on uh margie loser jazz artist she says that a magpie sings in b flat Oh, oh, she wants to do a song about it. Wow, yeah, but but so but magpies are very melodic, bird. But the two is sensationally like like wow. kind of like a bellbird, yeah. but like the beautiful. They they have a really nice song. I'll, oh, I'll find. that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, you've well, you have painted a good picture, and you've used fantastic words. Let's see if it, let's see if it's it's close to the. Is that it there? Wow, you pulled that up so quickly. Is that it? 
There, there you go. Wow, so that the, is so like the a cross, painting. Wow. Was like, oh, but you, I, a bit I, of blue, a bit of brown, a bit of white, a bit of, uh, yeah. Oh, I love the swirly sort of. Oh, and the, the and they've got a wonderful yeah. curved beak as well. Yeah, they do. They're really pretty, well nice. Well proportioned. Good, yeah. They're a good looking bird. Yeah. That's the oh. male. That's the male. I think that's uh, my favorite bird was a toucan. There, now this is my go. new All favorite. Right, so now, here we go. This is this is what I'm talking about. So the, the, so what I've brought up now, oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. Um, but what I'm talking about here is so you can see to the right. We're looking at an image here on Wikipedia. But if you look at the right, is the male bird, which is the colorful one. The female is the brown. And see, so you got the, the crest. The, see, like the light crest chest sort so of thing. So the going male's on. a bit more colorful. Well, yeah. Males tend to be with birds. Yeah. So the female has to impress the male then? No. No. No, the, ma- the male is the one that impresses the female. So the male is the one that does all the hard work and the female's got the much easier job. But you think because the male's more colourful, he doesn't need to do the hard work because well, he already looks colourful. so pretty. That's why they're colourful is because they, uh-huh. they want the female. So they, they, they work really hard. But they, they, they use a lot of physical body and sort yeah. of, you know, like they get around and they've got a really nice song. They're, they're like, oh, fuck, come to me, be my friend. Wow. With my life friend, I want to have little baby little eggs with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little mini me's. Yeah, but so the but but so the the females are, uh, and and evolutionary speaking, I don't know why the females aren't as colourful as the males, but because I know that, that the males male birds tend to, especially bird of paradise. You look at yeah. bird of paradise is a, f- a fantastic example of male birds that have gone to the extreme in terms of like their colour and because there's so many variations of of, yeah, of, yeah. of birds of paradise but <clears throat> the males go to extreme lengths mm. to be mm. as colourful and as bright and as vibrant as, as possible to, to attract yeah. the female and the, the females aren't they're not boring looking birds but they just they don't they don't need that colour array that the males have yeah, yeah. because they're not trying to attract mates because the males are the ones that are trying to attract the females the female mm. it doesn't work the other way yeah 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 wow yeah but so that's the that's the toy anyway that's so beautiful that's so, actually my new favorite bird now the toucan was my favorite before <laughs> this one's now my new favorite it's really? just so beautiful yeah, it's a gorgeous wow. bird isn't it and i really love that at the botanical gardens again i'm going to mention it i i have to say moonlight cinemas guys starts in december uh, it goes through to March every year. Um, uh, the the birds there, even the red, yeah. blue, and you know the red, blue, and green parrots. Yes, they do. they're all over the botanical gardens, and already the botanical gardens is such a colourful place with beautiful events. They got this fire event as well, where there's like fire everywhere. What? Um, yeah, like these um, fiery loop things, like set up these structures of loopy structures that look great and cool, Melbourne. spirally. Yeah, in Melbourne when now. Um, not now. It was actually uh, probably earlier on in the year, I think, during the summer. They, they do these oh, things. right, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Summer leading into the... Um, yeah, I'm so bad with my seasons. <laughs> Autumn. Autumn, yes, that's right. <laughs> or fall. Um, I love calling it fall for some reason. I prefer I fall. Yeah, Autumn because it feels fall. way more official. Yeah. It feels too yeah, official. It feels too seasony. Oh, and then you see all the brown and orange and beautiful yeah, colours. It's a good word for it. Yeah, so right after the Moonlight Cinemas, it's just like they have these oh, beautiful scotch. structures set up. Yeah, yeah. Are we ready for the next one? I'm ready for oh, the next are one. Are you ready for it? I'm just yeah. going to And they're all. Water. Oh, good idea. Let's uh, clean the palette. Got, so if I've you want to clean the palette. Right oh, thank you, want you, you beautiful, kind man. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, hydrating with water is very important. You can get lost in all the booze and you find yourself dehydrated. Oh, actually, 
That's something. See that photo. See that photo behind you. Yes. Who's What's that? going on there? Oh, he's looking at um, this. Uh, he's riddling. That's a process of riddling. So that's uh, bringing up the. Um, what they do is uh, it's a process of riddling the bottle. So I think he's bringing up the sediment from the bottom. Because once yeast, uh, it's still going through secondary ferment in bottles. You can grab that off the wall if you want. Yeah, and then you can no, talk about oh, it because I'm losing oh, you on the mic. Oh, yes. No, no. Actually, <laughs> I, I'm very photographic. So I've actually got a picture of it in my head. Um, it's a process of um, riddling. And then uh, what happens is there's this process also called snap freeze. So riddling is when you turn the bottle every now and then uh, to mix in the, uh, the, the dead yeast. Um, through secondary ferment in bottle champagne um, yeah and you want to riddle it secondary ferment gives it basically a more savory more complexity to the palate and it's not just that sort of um uh sherbet lolly sort of citrus high acidic sort of drinkable uh palate it's more that but it's another level it's got this complexity a bit more textural as well as we know that word textural now <laughs> Uh, a bit more creaminess and that sort of creamy yeah, brioche yeah, yeah. going on there. Mm. And that's what riddling helps with that. Me some brioche. Yeah, because, you know, in those tunnels, the, of so many kilometres of tunnels in the Champagne regions of, uh, of Champagne, and, and um, they turn the bottles every now and then. That's called riddling. But what he's looking at is, I think... Um, so what we've got, it's a bit of context. Is he's looking I, at the clarity of it. Yeah, <clears throat> so I, yeah. I took a picture of a, of a wine cellar master... Did you do that? Yeah, in in France. Oh, you took that photo. Yeah. Wow. And and he's what he's doing is so we're in this uh, lime cave tunnel. <clears throat> is he about um, to disgorge the bottle? No, he's, no, I think he's just. But um, I can't remember now. But he's holding a, a really beautiful old. It's a fucking old bottle of wine against the light. Against the light, so that you can see the sediment. Yes. So it's like this. Uh, so like this this old dude holding this bottle of light bottle of wine up to the light and um that's where you can sort of see um and then you can it's i mean it's it's sepia black and white <clears throat> potassium bitartrate crystals of the sediment on the side of the bottle right on yeah because uh, that sounds complex as fuck well potassium bitartrate basically just think of the tartaric acid which is a natural acid within uh wine um and then the base wine before they make it add the carbon dioxide and make it into the sparkling or champagne uh champagne in this case um, uh, is uh, yeah, that's um, tartaric acid. So, so, is it true as well? There's one thing that I learned mm. with champagne is that um, Dom Perignon was the guy that invented the bubbles because of the second fermentation process. Uh, so, secondary ferment, you, you can get bubbles without the secondary ferment, but secondary ferment um, bubbles is basically just the uh, carbon dioxide. Actually, secondary ferment does. Um, because in bottle it traps the carbon dioxide, so then you get the bubbles. Sure. Yeah, because you let it ferment in bottle, um, and because it's fermenting in bottle, um, but primary ferment in bottle can give you the bubbles. Can uh, secondary right. ferment? What that does is it adds a bit more uh, creaminess and a bit more um, savouriness, and, and almost like that they say that bacon fatty sort of savoury sort of oh, spectrum of savoury flavour. I've missed some bacon fat. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's great, and it's so creamy and beautiful, and it just adds so much to the spectrum. It's like mm. more of a briochey, fresh brioche as opposed to a uh, citrus sort of lemon sherbet character that you sure you know get in like a, a cheaper more affordable 
sparkling. Uh, the champagne is made a bit more elegantly and more enriching, sort of soulful palette of creaminess and, and brioche. You know, more the, there's elegance sort of characters which you get through a longer process and more effort and attention and nurturing through the process of yeah, yeah, yeah. making that that wine. And this is why champagne is so special. And they use all three grapes. So they've got two... Uh, no, they got one white grape and, and two red grapes. So they got the two red grapes are Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. So Pinot Meunier is genetically related to Pinot Noir, and so is Pinot Gris actually, which is a white. But that, that's why the grapes are pink on Pinot Gris ah. grapes. But they don't use the skins as much. Um, they don't try and, and overuse the skins in contact with the juice because they they still want it to appear as a white. Um, but that's why the grapes on a Pinot Gris or Grigio, same grape. Variety are slightly pink. Um, but Pinot Meunier, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir are the three grapes that are used in traditional method Champenois, which is the method, also known as method traditionnel, uh, which makes it your champagne blend. So there are some, uh, there's um, a beautiful starved dog lane in Adelaide Hills, South Australia. They make it with all three grapes, so they do it in method Champenois. Sure, yeah. But yeah. it's not called champagne. No, it's sparkling. Sparkling, sparkling yes, because out of the champagne region... It's sparkling, but they still do the same technique to try and mimic. And it was so great for $23 a bottle. Oh. I can't find it anymore. I can't find it anymore now. $23 a bottle. We blind tasted that along with Verve and Bollinger and all these $90 ones. And that was our favorite, the $23 Star Dog Lane out of Valley Hills. That? It was so creamy. It was creamier than the Bollinger. But the Bollinger after 2009, I think... Um, we tried it in 2010. It just, I found it just wasn't quite the same as what it was. And they generally really, they just pick only the good grapes that aren't bird damaged. Well, they have to. And yeah, yeah they have to, to keep up the standard. But for some reason, around 2010, I found, in my personal opinion, that um, on the palate through blind tasting, me and along with other f- few um, wine uh, tasters and uh, you know, nerds or geeks or whatever you want to call us, we, you know, we'd all done our. Uh, ex, um, learning and, and training in, in our degrees of oenology and stuff and we all found that through our blind tasting we all agreed that this one and we thought it would be the Bollinger <sighs> we opened it it was the Starved Dog Land out of Adelaide Hills it was so creamy it had savoury it had that citrus blossomy sort of aroma with beautiful blossom orange blossom even beautiful florals and all these beautiful aromatics going on perfumed on the nose just beautiful and then this texture on the palate so creamy and it felt like it was brioche that had cream in it like some scones and with cream and all these I don't know everything was going on in there like on the palate there and I'm like whoa this thing's great this is cool and it's Starved Dog Lane and I have Adelaide Hills and it's Aussie and it's our local uh, brand and it was just wow we're up there with the like the, the big dogs Bollinger and you know and Verve. it was up against Verve as well and Mowat I love me some yeah. Mowat it's fucking good stuff I know man but Starved Dog Lane just shat on the Mowat I swear and uh, like Verve for me with Mowat I generally the Verve is a bit more aromatic that generally is more for the you know the ladies you'd recommend the the, the the verve too because it's it's like the moat but then a bit more extra aromatic. it's a bit sophisticated yeah it yeah. is it is and, and in the Bollinger's even that next step above um, but uh, Starved Dog Lane out of all those four the three champagnes and the one sparkling but Method Champenois Method for the sparkling sure. it was just it had all Spot three on. grapes Pinot Meunier Pinot Noir and Chardonnay to make it that Champenois style 
uh, was just spot on, on the money. <laughs> I could drink it all day. It was like a meal within a drink. And generally mm. I feel with these sparklings, they're like, they're not enough. You need a meal with it. Uh, you get hungry from one glass. This was a meal the whole way through. So you're quite satisfied. I was satisfied with just that. Mm. With just drinking. Uh, I'm not normally satisfied. I need a meal with... With with good wine, though, you don't need a meal. No. Um, at all. But, really? Uh, do you think yeah. that? Because well, I find that sometimes... It's actually bad for love. you. It's not good for you to do it with a meal. But um, Why, What do you mean? Like health-wise? It's more or? soul... It's good for the soul to do it, but health-wise, it's actually not. You need to separate them. Um, health-wise, like... food. Yeah, wine and food. Really? Yeah, you shouldn't be having them at the same time. Why? There's so many things going on about... Uh, so many articles written about you should, it's not actually good for the system to be having them at the same time. But try telling for that the to soul Sicilian. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And I'm from a Greek background, so we all we look. I do it anyway. I, I, I do. I have to have a meal with it. But um, I think it's the, it's more for the soul to, to to have a meal with your wine. It's more uh, more than anything. I think I believe it's it's for the soul. It's just the soul. That's what it's good for. It's well, for it's the big, soul. It's a, it's a big uh, yeah. Communal, but it's not really of, healthy. Like, uh, like I find that interesting. But then again, if it's good for the soul, this is another question you can ask. Um, so this is you can say if it's good for the soul, then then it has to be healthy. Well, then. I've actually got this theory with food and, and this. Uh, so so I I I I I wonder how. So like if you like the the this new fast food diet that's going on at the moment uh, yeah. the last sort of what twenty years oh, thirty years God, right food. where where it's the convenience let's just say instead of fast food let's call it something it's the convenient diet yeah convenient right? diet yep. so when people you know like uh, but I wonder how much uh, how important it is like I often think about food like when, like. I wonder what people are missing out on in the preparation process. Mm-hmm. So like the the when you start salivating because you're preparing food, you're yeah. cutting up the vegetables or yeah. the, and the meats or like your when, when it, and then you start cooking it. I wonder like versus cultural. like cultural. It's very cultural. I wonder. I wonder if there's like something in that where you're missing out on things that that are in the in the pre-stages in your body like going okay food's coming all right we're gonna start cooking some shit we're peeling potatoes and we're cutting up some carrots and i wonder how much your body starts like getting ready Mm. do you know what i mean like just in in the preparation of food i wonder wonder if there's like something in that, that that goes into um the, the, the nutrients that you get out of food and how and how your body digests it and starts working with well, it. Well, homemade, man. Homemade, you always get like a... Spe- I've grown up on a Mediterranean diet and it's oh, all yeah. very homemade. Olive oil's always in everything. Um, put it in garlic. Yeah. Well, we can even put it in wheat bix. We won't even <laughs> notice the difference because we're just so full on about olive oil and how much we love it so much. And it's good for the heart and... It's a healthy it fat. There's healthy fats in it. Omega threes that we need, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, garlics and 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 um, you know, uh, garlic, olive oil. Uh, they're the main things we use in everything, basically. And um, it's always good. Uh, um, yeah, it's very healthy with those ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one of my one of my favourite um, pastas <laughs> that I, I love making? Oh, pasta, yes. Is just straight fettuccine or spaghetti. doesn't matter yeah, what the fuck, yep. which one. Yeah. Long pasta. Some yeah. fucking long pasta shit. Yeah. Olive oil. Yeah. Parmesan. Yeah. And semi-dried tomatoes. That's it. Oh, that's so good, man. Just that. 
I'm fucking I'm I'm happy. I love oh. it. I I love the simplicity of it. But good. Definitely. But you've got to have good olive oil. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I get Greek olive oil. I'll be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Greek. <laughs> I love my Spanish olive oil. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, good quality olive oil is good, um, but not the um, what are the what's the crappy oils that they use? Um, canola. That's horrible. No, very bad no. for you. Yeah, um, I mean the only thing you should use the canola for is running the DeLorean. What's a DeLorean? DeLorean from DeLorean. from the the Back to the Future, the car. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's a classic movie, and I don't, even, I don't know why <laughs> I haven't. Um, Have you seen it? Oh, not for many, many years. Yeah, um, I should see it actually. All I right. think I think it's time for me to see it. <laughs> okay, so this this is the this. I'll just mm. pour out the second Ben Nevis. Uh, this is the what's the number he's put one. Twenty twenty ninety. What the fuck's that? Oh, I don't know what the fuck that means. It's on both of them. So anyway, this is the spicy one. Both bottled in ninety six. The least the of sherry. Henry's favorite. The least of Henry's favorite. Yeah, this um, is the bourbon. No, hmm. this is the sherry cask. Yeah, this is the sherry cask. This has slightly more alcohol. Oh, so weird. No peat though, but more alcohol. Um, I reckon this. And it is very pungent, isn't it? This one. So, so immediately I get like um, yeah. What do you get? Cardamom and I like yes. it's really spicy. Yeah, that's sort of spicy spectrum. Yeah. Um, oh, star yeah. in it. Like yeah. uh, for some reason, I think of Thai Thai steak seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Yeah. Even um. Even um. Oh, what's that other red? Um. That red seasoning. Um, paprika. Paprika. Like paprika. Yes, dude. Like that spectrum though. Like yeah. people often say, "Oh, did they add paprika to the wine?" No, <laughs> it's that spectrum. We, we describe it to describe what spectrum it's reminiscent of. So uh, I remember, even cayenne pepper. Cayenne I remember pepper. one of the one of the best. I can't remember what the grape was, but one of the best red wines I ever had was legitimately like drinking chocolate sauce. Wow, man! You would have had a probably a McLaren Vale. That was um, French. What, French was it? Oh, you would have had a Bordeaux. A Bordeaux, Bordeaux, like Cabernet, strong Cabernet, Merlot, Cabernet very, Franc. Very dark. Merlot. Yeah. That's a Bordeaux style. So, um, but it was like yeah. heavy chocolate, like legit So, southwest France, Bordeaux. Uh, it would have been a Bordeaux I think meaning. It was an old bottle as well. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Old, so, it would have been like 70s. an old. Um, yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon blend with Merlot, Cabernet Franc, and Petit Verdot is the other grape. So in, sure. a, in a Bordeaux blend, you have those four main grapes, and they're all genetically related. Cabernet Sauvignon, so even Sauvignon Blanc is genetically related to Cabernet Sauvignon. Really? Sauvignon Blanc, tenth, uh, three three thousand or so years ago, um, uh, with the influence of the Roman Empire, that's when France was actually uh, that's when France actually started planting the grapes and. Um, and that's where wine because was. France wasn't France back then. France was just tribes. Yeah, yeah, and um, but but wine's been around for ten thousand years. So, uh, but in France, Spain, the biggest wine producing regions of today, Spain, Italy, and France, they only started their wine producing three thousand years ago. Um, only. <laughs> yeah, well, well, still a while ago, but yeah, but ten thousand years ago, Iran, Georgia, Armenia, Greece, they were the first. Really? Yeah, Iran was the very first. Georgia, Iran. Armenia, Greece, they were the first um, with wine. Um, really? Wine, yeah. 
Um, I didn't know that about Iran. Yeah, yeah. Iran was really in Georgia and, um, yeah, Egypt, uh, Greece soon after. So, like, the eastern Middle Eastern countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were the first. And then um, the biggest uh, producing regions of today uh, started as of 3,000 years ago with the influence of the Roman Empire. Um, so, Italy, Spain, uh, and France. Yeah. But now France have the most prestigious... Uh, it's because they've got lime. Quality. Yeah, but what? It's because they've got lime. Lime? Especially with champagne, it's all the limestone. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. the fucking secret weapon. <clears throat> it's the lime. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's what's under the soil. Yeah, the limestone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, definitely. Keep, mm. It regulates the, the root, the temperature of the roots. Yeah, it the, really does, man. It's a perfect pH for wine. It's crazy. Uh, your, your Pinot Noirs, um, also known as your Red Burgundies. And your Bordeaux, which are also known as your Cabernet Sauvignons, your Merlots. Now, this one I find was my favourite to begin with at the store, but it's my least favourite now. There's less textural viscosity on the palate. It's a little bit more intense, um, although it's got no peat. Uh, the one with the little bit of peat. Do you know what's interesting about this one? Smooth, it actually, yeah. this one feels peatier. It's heavier. It's like it's maybe got we that... mixed up the information. Maybe this one's the peat. No, one. I don't think this one's definitely harsher. Like this one's definitely the fifty percenter. Oh, it's harsher because of the ethanol, which is the alcohol in it. Yeah, that's right. So although the lower alcohol one's peatier, oh the God. more alcohol one is very. He's right. It's got that. Do you know what it vegetal... reminds me of? Have you ever had um, mescaline? Oh, mescaline is mescaline the um, tequila? Like, like tequila, it's not yeah, tequila, like, but it's like yeah, tequila. Yeah, that's so. right. Like all mezcal is, uh, it's all mezcal, but it's not tequila. But then all tequila is mezcal or something like. That? I don't know. There's some yeah. weird uh, saying about mezcal. Like all tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Well, the other way that around. Sounds very philosophical. Yeah, something like that. Something philosophical. Um, oh, here we go. What, what's the difference between mezcal and tequila? Yeah. <clears throat> mezcal and tequila are both agave-based liquors. Yes. <clears throat> However, tequila can only be made from one type of agave. The flavor profile is very different from tequila because it's typically smokier. Mm. If you're a scotch drinker, mezcal is to tequila what scotch is to whiskey. That, oh. that, that, I, I'm going to be honest with you, that doesn't fucking do shit for me. That doesn't answer anything. Mm. Anyway, but but mezcal, so like I've had mezcal, it's a darker, so tequila is white. Yes, yes, okay. Mezcal, okay. I always think this is what mezcalin tastes like to me. Yeah, yeah. It's so that's what I get, but I think mezcal is like a, yeah. Mm. So I would that's say. That's what the fuck that is. Yeah, I would say it's not as textural as the previous one, not mm. as viscous, not as soothing on the palate, not as harmonious on the palate as the other one. No. Um, but if you want that extra intensity and that sort of harshness and you kind of like that thing then you'd go for this but i think the previous bourbon cask one was my favorite yeah the first one that we yeah, had yeah the first one that's my favorite we had a really amazing one there a yeah. 600 bottle of fucking oh my god no it was 800 800 was it yeah i think Fuck. so um, regardless of the price it was fucking amazing oh, amazing it was so fruity and vibrant and radiant so fruity yeah it just had this like vibrance and radiancy that you know normally with lighter styles I, I i don't know i've been going the heavier more viscous more enriching more full-bodied but then this just had this uh just the exact right amount of fruity sort of radiance to it that it just it was just pleasant and it was harmonious and it was just nice 
Let's string this up and give this bird yeah, back. Yeah. Oh my god! It's it's <clears throat> the the smell is uh, the, what you get from your smelling it is is nothing mm. what you get drinking it. It's so interesting, isn't it? How like the yeah. smell and the taste is different. Yeah, quite different. Yeah, it is, isn't it? You know when you bind into a banana peel. I don't know if you've ever done that, but like generally straight ethanol is what I get. I get like a banana peely sort of. Um, I think so. I feel this is very banana peely. <clears throat> that that is two hundred eighty dollars a bottle. Oh my god, really? Yeah. The other one's far more pleasurable. How much was the other one? The same. Three hundred. Three. Oh, well, of course. We have <clears throat> expensive taste, don't we? <laughs> 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 that, but the buffalo chase is better than that. I agree. And the and buffalo trace bucks. at Dan Murphy's is forty dollars. Um, I was tossing up between that. Uh, the other day for forty dollars, buffalo chase bourbon, seven hundred mils, American, American, beautiful. Uh, I was tossing up between that and the Hudson's baby bourbon for fifty five dollars, but the baby bourbon was only three hundred and fifty mils, so half the size. But for me, they're both great. But I just, uh, for me, the, the Hudson's baby. Did bourbon, you get to bourbon. try them at Dan Murphy's? Oh, I tried them. Yeah, at Leonard's House of Love, actually, okay. in South Yarra. Leonard's yeah. House of Love. Uh, yeah, I tried it there, and I, I was Bro, by myself. This is starting to sound really weird. No, 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 no. But it's like it's this like Canadian looking like backyard of like a Canadian mansion, not mansion, but like a, a hut or something on the hills. And it's like it kind of looks like it's in Canada somewhere on the hills, and it's beautiful. And it, it's like within South Yarra, it's local to us, and it's right next to the Jam Factory, which is a cinema. Oh yeah, uh, Village Cinemas are there. And and I went. I was by myself. I literally had a date on my own. <laughs> <laughs> had a few whiskeys, tried a few, and then this is where I discovered the baby bourbon, which I have right here with us, um, which we can progress to. Yeah, I think we um, need to. That last one was actually quite yeah. disappointing. Well, this will actually soften everything because it's very textural. It's very harmonious on the palate. Um, it's quite seductive too, as I should oh, say. You know, bring that word seven. back into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you um, cleaned the uh, – put a bit of water and then drink it, and, and then that's sort of um, – yeah. Okay, that's good enough. The yeah. bourbon will um. Oh, that last one was intense. Yeah, actually, put a bit more in there. There we go. Uh, let, let me, if you want more, you can always. Have oh, so it's a much sweet. So this is what I think typically bourbon is. So like for me, like bourbon is not no, like your Jim Beam, yeah, Kentucky. Mm. Like I can't stand that shit. But this this stuff is a lot more. Like good bourbon. Like ever, ever, ever since I had that buffalo chase, I was like, oh, bourbon's actually. But for yes. me, you've got to have good bourbon. It's oh, like Scotch or whiskey. If you don't have good Scotch or whiskey, yeah. it's just rubbish. It's just alcohol. Yeah, it's, rub- it's just very spirity and ethanol-y. And yeah, but, but, but good stuff's got lots of flavor about it. Flavor and also texture. Texture. This I think, is what, so What's textural. more important, texture or flavor? For me, um, I find a, a very harmonious balance of both. Um, if it, you can have something full of flavour, but if it's harsh and like the last then one I can't deal with it. Yeah, I can't deal. Yeah, that, like, that one's one. got full of flavour, but that's got harsh flavours. They're very bitter flavours. Do you know what? I think that one there would be better chilled. No, uh, yeah, actually, yes, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, I think on ice, I think that would be great. Yeah, so let the yeah. fats. So you know, the fats separate out of the alcohol, and I think that would probably be. It'd actually be pretty good if it was chilled. That's what I think, yeah, with the harsher one. You're not yeah, talking yeah, about this one, no, are you? No, 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 no. Because this no. one's smoother. The, no, I'm not yeah. talking about the, the Hudson's. Mm. I'm talking about whatever the fuck this Sherry Ben Nevis. Ben I think that one needs to be, for me, that, that one needs to be chilled. Yeah, 
Yeah, or in a chilled cut crystal glass. Oh my god! Sure. Where I work. Well, no, I think I think ice and water. I think this one needs to be yeah. diluted a little bit. I think like a sphere of ice or something, or whatever. a cube. Who oh. wants fucking starfish or some shit? Just anything, yeah. just any shape. I don't care what you do, but I think mm. this one needs for me. That one needs to be put on. Um, needs to be put on fucking notice. That one's intense. Yes. Yeah. yeah I agree. <clears throat> I can't believe I like that to begin with. Uh, but the, but the smell. That's what it was. Because we didn't try it in the shop. It's the smell. Yeah. Was there? Because it was so, it was just so aromatic. out there. Yeah, it was. It was so, so welcoming and and just out there, no shame. I don't know if it was it's definitely a slap in the yeah. face, but like a gentle one. Yeah, but like, like hey. when you're an alcoholic, you want a bit of a slap to the face. <laughs> you know, like, hello, I'm here for you, sexy man. I don't know something like that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh no, uh, we've had a bit of booze. So, uh, but this is me uh, naturally on a high, like basically. Um, what did you think? You didn't scull the whole thing, did you? Did you want some more already? Did you just scull the whole thing? Yeah. Oh my god, have some more, will you? Or a little touch. Because you have to be well, able actually, to. Actually, I've got to be careful because tomorrow I've got to. Um, oh, no, but you have to. What are you going to compare it with? You just sculled my whole serving that I gave you. No, but didn't you just do that? No, I haven't started yet. Did you not? I, I sculled the last one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I have a little touch. I gotta be careful because I got another. Were you podcast. trying to copy me? I was. I thought you. I thought you. I was like, oh. No, no. Can't. What I did was I put a little bit of the new one to wash out the yucky one. Yeah. Which wasn't not that yucky. I shouldn't say yucky, but it was. It was pretty shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's be brutally honest here. We can't uh, be polite. Too polite. If I paid mm. best part of three hundred bucks for that bottle of scotch, I'd be pissed. Oh, same here. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> so, what do you think of this baby? It's great. Baby? It's easy to drink. I'd put that shit in a flask. Yes, exactly. That's good. Now, you see, this is why this is a classic example of why texture is very important. Um, you can, like, if this just had the flavor but then was harsh on the palate, you see, t- lack of texture is what I mean by harsh. Um, right. When it just, it's just, you know, no matter, even if you leave it on your palate before you swallow it, because generally you can soften the harshness of the product by leaving it on your tongue for a little bit, letting it wash around on your palate before you swallow it because it warms it up a little bit and it makes it a little bit more sure. harmonious and easier to swallow. But this one, you don't need to do that. You can swallow it straight away. <laughs> I don't know why, if, if, I do, if that may have several meanings to what I just said, but, um, but this is... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but you can though It's, it's good. great you can, you yeah. can just, But this one I think is drinkable Still you have it neat But you let it sit in your palate Because yeah, that, you that's just, how you should drink anything Anything that's neat The way to drink it is to let it sit in there Or even let it sit in your glass Hold it in your hand um, uh, You know See what's coming out See what you can smell before you sip it Then when you sip it Leave mm. it in the mouth before you swallow it People go through just, oh, I'm going to swallow it straight away. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I'm not really a fan of spirits. Well, yeah, because you don't know the technique of how to appreciate it. Um, And so much work goes into it. And once you do a vintage here and there in winemaking, you understand that also in distilling, you can. it's a long process. And you have to try and appreciate that and give it a chance. Do you think you have to be passionate about about it to appreciate it? Or do you think... Um, Oh, well, passion comes through experience of drinking oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know? 
Uh, passion. You've been reading. Everyone. No, but everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, I have been reading. <laughs> uh, but with, with, with booze, so you think that, uh, I've you just think, been drinking. You, you, think, you think that passion comes through experience? Uh, well, for me, um, I felt that um, the passion grew. Like, sure. the more I was able to discover the difference between things and discover what oak does to things and how long, maybe three months compared to 18 months in oak before they bottled it. The differences between like a maybe a three-month one in oak before they bottled it to an 18-month one in oak before they bottled it in wines and spirits or whatever. And then how long it was in bottle prior to being opened, especially with wine, because wine develops with bottle maturation as well as oak contact. So you can have it in oak. And then in bottle, like I made a Nebbiolo, which scored a silver medal when I was 22, um, but then I drank the final bottle that I was able to bottle eight years later. It just was so different to before I bottled it. Like I tried it before I bottled it, and then eight years later I tried it again after eight years of being in bottle. And just being in bottle it developed a bit more of a chocolatey mm. sort of earthy, chocolatey sort of flavour to the palate that it didn't have prior to being bottled. And it's amazing. Like, there's such a science to the story of wine and, and, and spirits, and so much effort. You've got to give it time on your palate before you swallow it. You've got to give it time in your glass, smelling it. It's like getting to know a person. I'm not going to first meet you and shake you and go, oh, tell me your personality right now. Actually, shake no, it out of you. Nick, you might do that. Yeah, <laughs> I will actually, yeah, I'm the type of person that would just literally jump on you and <laughs> give you a hug and force you to be comfortable but, but you um, still but I know what you're saying you totally yeah. need time to you need time like yeah, when you f- get first go on a date with a woman or a man depending on which way you go you know in life <laughs> doesn't matter um, when you first go on a date with a person uh, they're closed up they're reserved they're not going to give you everything in, in the first you know night that they meet you and you can't just shake it out of them like you need to give it the same with a wine or a bourbon or a whiskey salt, a single malt whiskey. You know, you give it time. Don't rush it. Don't swallow it too quickly. Don't taste it too quickly. Smell it first. Activate your five senses or whatever senses we have. Sight tells you a lot about the vintage. I can look at a wine. Uh, yeah, if it's got a bit of brown it. on the edge, yeah. if it's got a bit of brown on the edge, I, I can tell you that it's a 2004 or 2007. I can tell you stri- I've been trained in that to be able to look at so sight, smell, taste. There's so many things involved. Give it time. Take your time. You appreciate it more with experience because then you see how you see. They tell you that this one's had this amount of time in oak before it was bottled, and this amount of time before it was opened after it was aged in bottle. And there's all these things that contribute to the flavor and the smell and then the aromatics and the f- whatever, you know, on the on, on that product. And, and so many, there's, so, there's a story to everything and mm. everyone. Yeah, yeah, for there's sure. There's a story to people. There's a story to wine. And and, and that reflects the passions and, the and, and uh, you know, people put their hearts and souls into the making of these things. We should at least give it time and, and, and not be so quick to swallow it and not be so quick to even taste it. Just appreciate or what even, it is. Or even judge it because I feel like we've judged yeah. this this <clears throat> the, the scotch that we had. Yeah, we probably could have given it a bit more time. No, well, maybe I, added some ice or something. I think the ice, maybe I think, I think a, a bit of water. Yeah. Maybe there's a technique with that one that we can fully enjoy 
uh, how it's supposed to be drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, some people open up quick, uh, quicker than others. I, I'm like an open, <laughs> I have no filter. You know, I, I'm that person that will just jump on you straight up. But I don't even know who you are. You might punch me in the face, but I'll be like, oh, shit. Worth it. Uh, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, same with booze. Like, you know, um, uh, there's different ways. Give it time, I think. And experience does play a big role in developing a passion because then you, you realize that there's different processes uh, behind these things and, and different like the terroir is a word that the French came up with that reflects the climate the region of where those grapes for example with wine where those grapes um, whether they're on top of the hill or the bottom of the hill whether in the warm climate or cool climate terroir is a word that encapsulates all those factors that play a part in the wine taste before it's been barreled or before sure, it's yeah, been yeah. bottled they're the characters in a warmer climate, you already, even before barrel contact and before being bottled, there's already richer characters in a warmer climate because you get higher alcohol because the sugars, uh, the, the grapes ripen quicker uh, in a warmer climate. The sugars are higher, so the alcohol is high because the yeast metabolize sugar and excrete it as alcohol. And in a warmer climate, you have higher alcohol. Um, and more richness in a cooler climate you'll have more say in a red wine you, you for example you have more herbaceous characters you might have a shiraz for example that's more peppery in a cooler climate like heathcote or in a warmer climate like barossa valley you'll have more sort of richer characters like uh you know um i don't know jammy sort of characters in a shiraz uh, you know you won't have as much of that peppery sort of character because it's a warmer climate so there's all these things terroir T-E-R-R-O-I-R is a word that the French uh, have come up with to encapsulate uh, the, where the grapes are from, whether it's closer to the sky or higher on the mountain or sl- lower on the hill or whatever, you know, or near the water. So more saline sort of um, saltiness will end up in the finished product, which a lot of the wine is made on the vineyard. It's how well you look after your grapes, if they're bird damaged or not, or, you know, um, that can lead to oxidation. If they're too bird damaged and you're using all those grapes, then it can lead to a real sort of ethyl acetate sort of thing. It can destroy your wine early on in the process. Um, or you can, you might have a, if you, you can avoid all that and, and be careful in the vineyard and look after your grapes and nurture them like your own little baby, you know, um, then you'll end up with a beautiful wine. Have a bit of saltiness if you're closer to the sea. And a lot of terroir. That's all terroir. It encapsulates everything before you even put it in barrel, before you even bottle it. You know, the wine has its primary fruit characters as we, that's what we term it and, as. And then so like a good winemaker knows how to extract those yeah, characters man. best and how to maximize those characters. A good winemaker knows that wine's made on the vineyard and then you don't want to disrupt it too much with this oak integration and you don't want to destroy its terroir it's representation and reflection of where it comes from you still want to have that represented in the wine and reflected on the palate and then your and on the nose you want it to still reflect where it comes from so you want to be able to smell and go that's a barossa valley you want to be able to smell and go that's a bordeaux Mm. you know you want to be able to smell and go that's from rioca spain if you can't do that then the ma- the wine's been destroyed too much with too much winemaking, too much of all these things. There's a story, and if people understand that behind spirits, behind wines, and all these, there's so much effort 
so many hours, so much blood, sweat and tears put into the making of these. Let's at least give it time to open up its personality the same way we do when we're on dates or the same way we do in life. We give people time to open up. You know, that's what we should do with booze as well. You know, and um, appreciate it. Even if you don't like the flavors from the get-go, just appreciate where it comes from. This is a warm climate, you know, Barossa Valley. It was, you know, this was done. It was in French oak or American oak. French oak will give it more of a roasted coffee bean sort of roasted character, but American oak will give it more of a coconut sort of uh, vanilla sort of essence sort yeah, of this, spectrum. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, um, same with uh, bourbon casks and, and sherry casks. The sherry, you'll get more of a nuttiness. Uh, bourbon, you'll get more of a sweet sort of caramelly, toffee, butterscotchy from bourbon casks. you got to understand that all these things add personality to what you're drinking and they're different from all areas and regions in the world and these are things we need to appreciate and with practice and experience of course your passion comes from there because that's where your knowledge comes from you ask questions when you're at a tasting of like 60 different wines or 60 different you know whatever on one night that's what they'll showcase you that many i swear like in one week i was tasting up to like 300 different wines and I was doing That's that every insane, week for four it? years. Yeah. And I was in my early 20, late teens, early 20s. And I, I, by my 22, by the age of 22, I had 15,000, 20,000 different wines that I tasted, all European <laughs> wines. And there's 5,000 different grape varieties. In fact, they're saying now 10,000 different grape varieties that are used but, for wine. But that must be like, there must be like the grape variety, because that's a fuckload of grape varieties. There must be oh, like subcredit, like you know, yeah. uh, genetic sub categories of there are, yes. yeah. such slight yeah. subtle differences and they clone and then they blend different varieties yeah. and make something else like a pinotage is like a mixture of jeez a pinotage is a mixture of what i don't know now two grapes that they've you know Turgau is like a a blend of two grape you know genetically blended into yeah it's like two grapes i forgot now I, you know i've studied it so long ago and um um, you know, you can get clones of different rootstocks and you can make different varieties. And there's now 10,000 different varieties all over the world. And we know of Shiraz, Chardonnay, Petit Verdot, Tempranillo. Tempranillo. You, you can name me probably about 20, right? I, I, can, I, I can, can name you. Yeah, you can probably name me 30 then or oh, 50. Fuck no, I'd be, I'd be, I reckon. T- yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe ten, like what Chardonnay, Tempranillo, Pinot Noir. Yep. Uh, fucking Shiraz. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what do I say? Verdot. Yeah, um, Verdot. Um, I'm getting lost now. There's ten thousand of those, right? So you've named me what about five to ten or twenty? I can name you probably about a hundred at maximum. Um, uh, same with most, uh, you know, people that have been in the industry for more than five years, they can name you around that much. But there's an extra fourth, uh, six thousand plus. I swear that they're now saying there's ten thousand. I thought there was five thousand for many years, but now there's like ten thousand different red and white wine grape varieties used for wine. Uh, there's so much going on, and even different varieties on their own. What's known as primary fruit characters are what's that variety alone but then secondary fruit characters are what you get through the wine making process so you might have barrel integration how long it's been in barrel for French or American oak and then how long it's been in bottle for before you open it they're called secondary fruit characters 
or um, secondary characters in the wine, but primary characters are what you get from the terroir, that word that the French, you know, came up with. The terroir is all your primary fruit. Why do they always use oak? Uh, They use oak because oak also uh, gives it another dynamic. But, But why oak and why not like? So you don't get oak in every variety. Um, so you might have Pinot Gris or Sauvignon Blanc, which usually don't see oak at all because they're so light, generally. Their primary fruit characters are, are light and then they, they can't handle the oak. If you have the oak on a light-bodied style of grape variety that gives you a light-bodied wine in the end, that's what like Pinot Gris and um, Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, sure. They're very light styles. And then when you make them into a wine, those grape varieties... Uh, when they see oak, the oak will overpower that style of grape variety. But if you have a grape variety like Chardonnay yeah, or sure. Chenin Blanc or um, uh, Fiano, the Italian version of Chardonnay, basically, um, which is a different grape variety, but it's like to compare it to something, it's, it's like a Chardonnay. Chardonnay. It needs to see oak because on its own, it's big. It's big and it can handle oak and then it's just magical because oak can also, it mallows over the years uh, when it's been put in bottle and it gives the wine more longevity. So when you put um, Chardonnays or Fianos, the bigger grapes of of the white grape varieties, the bigger ones like, and what I mean by bigger is that they can handle more and they can live longer. They've got bigger longevity. A they Riesling. can last 20 years, man. A Riesling even, yeah, for sure. That's an aromatic sort of light to medium style um, or even medium. But they can, they just have great aging potential like a Semillon. Like, I was going to say that was my next one I was going to say. Yeah, Semillon, Riesling. <laughs> I was going to say See, you, 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 <laughs> if you know Semillon and Riesling, you can name me about 30 different varieties. You're, you're at that level, which is good. Um, and that's that's more than most people. So most people don't even know of Semillon, really. They know of Riesling, and they, but they don't know of Gewurz Traminer, which is like another, uh, you know, um, it's like Riesling, but uh, less commonly known, uh, but still aromatic, and it's an aromatic variety. Um, it's great. It's really good. <laughs> 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 oh, you got a bit of a lost even looking at the old ice bars on the oh. on the computer. Looking at you. No, nah, I love it because that reminds me. I was making music um, last year. I DJ, I tried DJing just out of the blue. Yeah. Um, joined a DJing competition and that looks very similar to. Um, did you? Yeah. You joined a DJ competition. Why did you do uh, that? I just I always loved um, when I went to Ibiza. What the fuck is a DJ competition? Is oh, it like- it's just a competition which if you've never done DJing before, you enter it and you can go play. If you win it, you can play at like Ultra Festival or somewhere, you know. It's called Your Shot. Uh, I participated in that. Um, <laughs> didn't win, obviously. Because <laughs> I'm not in like, you know, Mick and Oss yeah, right now. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was great. Like I, I had an, a good experience watching Eric Prides um, who he played his piano song P-J-A-N-O-O um, that song um, live was just something different like you listen to it now it's like doo, 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 and you're kind of like oh yeah it's one of those trancey songs but then when you see it live with the mist and all these lights and, and the fog coming out of those things and the you know hot girls everywhere you're like whoa where the hell am I some heaven or something 
And he's like this guy in his 40s and he's like, all these young girls around you are going nuts over his music. And you're like, whoa, this atmosphere is incredible. And I'm like, fuck, I want to be that guy on stage one day. So I went and tried it. I got taught from scratch how to DJ and I went up on stage and had fun. Never won, but it's fine. Um, I got up on stage and I had the time of my life. Yeah, sick. It was amazing. And, and your screen there reminds me a little bit of when I was uh, <laughs> making... I made my own song, actually. Yeah, yeah. I created my own song. Um, it's on my other phone. But <laughs> but it's actually quite a trancey sort of build-up and then there's the big... Uh, when it drops. You really, know? You've hit the drop there. Yeah. Release. But, it's yeah. One of, but it, it sounds like it, it can have another drop. It's like I actually made it... I always think of like uh, is like dance music is mathematically poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But man, it touches the soul in some way. It invigorates your passion for just dance. Sure. You know, and and just like going to Ibiza even where everyone's like uh, on some sort of high there. I don't know what they're taking. But me, I'm on a natural drug, honestly. Like there's that, who says that saying? Was it Oscar Wilde or someone or... Um, Plato, I think, said it, or Confucius, I don't know. One of those guys was saying, I don't need drugs because I am a drug. Sure. That's how I feel. I'll be honest, I, I, like, uh, I don't know if you're going to edit this out or not, but I've tried, uh, the, obviously, the common ones, which is uh, cocaine and marijuana. I haven't gone worse than that. Um, and I feel like they didn't do anything. No, I'm not happy with it. I'm naturally on a... Not, not satisfied. No, I wasn't satisfied, so I haven't touched them ever since and won't touch right anything on. beyond that because... I'm not. Look at me. You've invited me on because I'm naturally a blabbermouth. Like I was literally doing the same thing. I was the same thing when I, 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 I tried had it. No idea that you talk this much. Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't know either <laughs> until I hear myself on on. Um, yeah. Is this the first time you listened to yourself? And oh, uh, I can hear it in the. It's kind of like wow. Is it the first it's time you heard yourself? Yeah, besides some short films I've done here and there, like, I've seen myself and cringed to the max. But now I'm listening to myself. It's a little better. I don't have to see myself like, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> although I have been on a podcast where I've seen myself too. It was what on, um, yeah, uh, they filmed it. So what we're doing now, they also filmed footage of. Oh, yeah. I've thought yeah. about doing that. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, people can I've get to know the voices first and then go, oh, I wonder how they look. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> when your podcast uh, gets the success it deserves, which I'm sure it already has, um, I'll look into it um, because I actually like the sound of your podcast and I want to download it and everything. So, um, uh, especially now that I'm on it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I want to listen to myself. I don't know. Uh, tell me what the people think once they, uh, you know, of this particular one with me in it. I had to, I had to put that in there somewhere. Why? Know? Because, you know, you always get like, uh, like I've even seen on things that I have like, Cause my heart to pop out of my chest and people putting negative comments. I'm like, what are you guys doing? So there's always those people, but like, I just want to just reach, yeah, it, reach you, out, you know, you, and you say recently, that I love them anyway. You recently did a big thing with your Instagram, didn't you? I deleted all my posts. Uh, Why? Um, I want to start fresh. Like my brother was like, you've had these on for a while and you, you've stayed at the same amount of followers for years. Um, try something different. I said, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll, I'll save them to my gallery. So at least I still have them there for yeah. my own, you know, because a lot of the photos I put up there were me. And they're, they're great. Their soul, you know, they feed my soul every experience I put on there, especially with the botanical gardens. 
I don't know. I'm just going nuts. I go nuts <laughs> over the place. It's such a good place. It's one of the. Do best you know places. I've never been in the botanical gardens? Oh man, I swear. Like I've, I've lived here for so long. I've never been. In there. Oh, you must at least go to the Moonlight Cinemas. I want to. It's I've wanted so to do good. that for a long time. Like you rug up, you get your picnic rug, you get your snacks, whatever snacks that you enjoy. You can even buy them there. But just there's a Coles nearby on the way there. <laughs> go to Coles. Everything's cheaper. Sit yeah, down is. with your rug and curl up with the, you know your girl, and it's just the best. Like they choose nights that don't rain. There was only one raining night in the whole of the four months. They're perfect nights. No cloud in the sky. The moon's there, shining Boom. beautifully. The trees. There's bats everywhere, but the bats are, they give you this odd sense of calmness. It's weird, isn't it? They're flying over. They're mysterious looking things, but it's just this calmness. You're around them, and they're beautiful and. You just the air is so clean, and you're feeling at your healthiest. You just so much harmony in the experience, even before the movie started. Mm. And then the movie starts, and it's like they're all rugged up. You got your girl there. It's like the stars are there, and the moon. And oh, you're around the most beautiful, colorful. Even though it's dark, you know that there's colorful plants around you. And it, oh man, it's just the most divine euphoric sort of comforting grounding everything zen full it's just beautiful and this is why i go there just to read (laughs) literally and i i had this one female that i was catching up with for a period of a year and a half um she's now seeing a gay dude (laughs) um they're in a relationship together um so i haven't seen her for months half a year now but she was literally just that person i caught up with um, just to read We did nothing We didn't even talk We just read Three to six hours Every time We'd catch up at like 10am And leave there at 4pm or 5pm But we'd have a whole book finished Or half a book finished And this was back in 2017 actually um, Where I read over 20 books for that year That's and, a lot of books Oh my god But like literally We just caught up just to read And I saw her She was the only person I was catching up with For that entire year and literally because the Moonlight Cinemas combined with just going there and the weather was beautiful, just doing nothing but reading. And I had a job at Village Cinemas so, you know, you can read and and you work nights and there's only a few nights a week, but it was enough to pay the bills. And It's a good life. But yeah, you had a good life because it was enriching the soul, man. Mm. Like you have time to go to the gardens, you have like four days off a week and... I know it's not what most people do, but God, it was something. I felt like I don't need to be a millionaire, man. Like I, I am a millionaire in my soul. Like, I love that. That's a beautiful thing, though. Nature, like God, yeah, man. The botanical gardens is literally. I, I vouch for that place. It's the best place to be. It honestly is. I was there today before this podcast, and. If I wasn't there today, I probably wouldn't have any. I probably wouldn't have many words to say because, tonight, and because I, it just, I don't know, it feeds my soul. It just makes me. I'm so passionate about the place. I would love to be their mascot or something, or write something on their website about it, like something poetic. Well, you can leave a, a Google review. Yeah, what well, Google review or that? You can do that. Yeah, I'll use all my words, all my descriptive <laughs> words that I do for the whiskies, and the, you know, and, and I'll make it sound all beautiful, you know. And 
Uh, maybe I can be there, the the president of the gardens or something. I know my brother said you're the ca- you're like the captain of the botanical gardens. Like you know every little millimeter or square inch of the garden. Like, captain yeah. botanical. Yeah, he called me captain botanical gardens. He? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like so, captain botanical gardens. When's our next moonlight cinema night? And uh, he just come to me for all the answers. Like I never worked there. Everyone thought I worked at the moonlight cinemas or worked at the gardens. I never did. I'm just that person that's that goes there. <laughs> great like i bought this little positivity book with the floral looking book but it's got all these positivity quotes but just as an ornament to add to my bookshelf because when you move into your own apartment like you've got a beautiful one here it's set up beautifully i'm starting to now fill the gaps and make it yeah, look yeah. well we're just thing. starting to get it because i've just started putting pictures up i started yeah. getting my some of my pictures framed. my apartment looks great um it's beautiful i love how you well, set it up us. and just us, like, like, but that. So I've just started yeah. framing all the photos. I love that, that little lid on the like on your one. little table there, and your frames are yeah, yeah. photos. Dark, mysterious, sort of um, imaginative, sort of um, beautiful. That like turned it. out pretty well as well. The surf one. Yeah. Did you actually take that photo? Yeah. Or you yeah, yeah, took yeah. The photo. Yeah, on that, on that camera. Because that looks like a painting. I swear. On that camera there. Wow, and the camera looks like an uh, ornament this itself. One, like the, the other one, the Minolta. These cameras can even be ornaments, and you can just put them on yeah, the they shelf. Are. They're in a lot of museums. Yeah. They're old. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I love one, that. That one's an old 60s. Yeah. Uh, 60s film camera. I'll literally put that on my shelf. Uh, this yeah, is why I'm, I'm looking for things like that. Like I like my little, stuff like, um, like yeah. that. Stuff like that, getting old bits of driftwood. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Like yeah, so I, I really to... want to vouch for um, what's her, uh, there's this girl that um, from Sydney, a young girl that I was talking about earlier. Uh, if I had my bag here, I'd be able to just mention her it. name. Yeah, I'll just hang on a minute. I'll grab her. I want to vouch for her, and then hopefully people can. Uh, this could be like a. I think you're, you're struggling standing. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so this girl. Yeah. Uh, literally, I just bought her card, and I'll say. You have to sit back down and unwrap that. Like my bookshelf looks great with all the books. Um, these things, have a look at these. Like. Oh, there's your positivity book. Oh my god. Little book of positivity. So what you see there is, uh, I, I, it just caught my eye. I'm like, I'm just going to leave it on my bookshelf along with my books and my little uh, pop vinyl character from the It movie that's protecting all my books. <laughs> um, Bill Skarsgård, um, dressed up as the clown. But um, these things, just I just love a florally, colourful sort of um, thing and I want to add that to my apartment with, you know, with the fairy lights there. And, and uh, I know it sounds a bit whatever... But when you see it with oh, the I salt like lamp, Harriet, yeah. Harriet Truman, every mm. great dream begins with a dreamer. Yes, yes. And I uh, like that. So what's the what's these little? Look at this. This is a young that, female uh, artist. artist. Oh, she Denise sketches Faulkner. these. Yeah, yeah. Denise Faulkner is young uh, female. Really <gasps> <laughs> I do at least one hiccup a day, booze or not. Like, that's just me. I swear that's not the booze. I, I do at least one hiccup a day ever since I was born. Oh, Emma, Emma's hiccuped for yeah. a while. She does one every... Well, there we go. Every, we can be hiccup buddies. Every, <laughs> like, four hours she does a hiccup. Yeah. Yeah, she's worse than me then. Good job, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> but 
These are amazing. Yeah, and literally, I'm it's not nice going to... Normally, because like, me, what I do is ever since I was eight years of age, I've been writing my mum uh, useless, uh, not useless, but pathetic poems because I'm a pathetic poet at times. And I choose beautiful cards that are painted beautifully or sketched beautifully and I write in them. But these ones, uh, I'm just going to leave on my shelf because I amazing. just like the look of them with the books in between... Um, Denise Faulkner, everyone check her out. Look her up on Google. Denise Faulkner, she doesn't know who I am, but uh, hello, she Denise probably Faulkner. never will know. Yeah, hello, Denise Faulkner, but she probably never will know who I am. But uh, I did uh, That's cool. discover her little cards today, and I'm going to put them on my shelf as I've just moved out, and, and they're going to look great on the shelf. And I She think loves pots. Yeah, and she's very Teacups. talented. Yeah. They're love, amazing. Her watercolors are amazing. She's incredible. That's um, cool. Vanilla maybe, slice. Maybe I'll meet her one day. Who knows? There she goes. That's what she looks like. Self-portrait. Wow. But the duck. She is a very beautiful and very creative woman. And very so creative. So. That's cool. That's you there. Yeah. That's yeah. you. You're a fucking crow. Yeah, that could be me. It could That's very well be me. That's fucking you right there. In the <laughs> yeah. gardens. Guarding all, all my books at the gardens. Yeah. Um, so that's what I bought to add to my um, shelf and this little positivity book. And What's your spirit animal? Oh, I actually don't know. How do I know that? Do I just type it's in like an animal, an, an animal that you feel like. I'm not a very spirit. I'm not a spiritual guy. Or I don't know. I just saw the hedgehog and I, I was just, like, I want to know what spirit, spirit oh, animal I just feel like I'm from another planet. I don't know, I don't know what animal <laughs> that is. I fucking to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, oh, honestly. there's your birds. Oh my god, they're the ones at the yeah, gardens. Yeah, there's those motherfuckers right there. Cheeky little I didn't pricks. see that in the shop. The, yeah, the, I would have bought that. This one. is watercolors. So the, this is, these are paintings oh, that she's done. Look at these little amazing. cheeky little fucks. I would have bought that one if I saw it. Watercolor on handmade, 100% cotton paper. Private collection. Leave a reply. I, I will. <laughs> Later on. Um, she's, yeah. on she's on it. She's on all the things. So what do you think? Have some more bourbon issues. Yeah, I'll have a little sip. I've got to be careful because I've got another podcast tomorrow with this guy, mm. um, Tansel, Tansel Ali. He's, um, I'm pretty excited about his, how's yeah. this? So your memory, he's the four-time memory champ of Australia. Oh my God, really? Four times. Wow. He's won this fucking thing. Oh. I'm so curious to ask him. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a myriad of questions to yeah, ask this man. dude. Yes, get that bourbon in you. It's good, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's a good, pretty good. It's just smooth yeah, and six, it's bitch. like, yeah, it's good, man. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty tense while I'm pretty, pretty, um, pretty, pretty um, excited to chat to this guy. I should, um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, just quickly update my brother. <laughs> He's going to pick me up a little later. Um, I should do that. We should actually probably fucking wrap this up. What time should I tell him to come? Because I'm quite keen to keep on going with the bourbon for a bit. Well, you Um, should tell him. I don't want it to be too late because I've got to own the podcast in the morning. But how about I tell him to make his way? We should wrap this up anyway. It's been it's been like an hour and fucking forty five minutes. Oh well, there's a lot of juicy content that we've covered, (laughs) so I'm very I'm very happy with the seductive. I think that's the thing we mainly covered. I think. (laughs) good well it's fucking thank you so much for um um, jumping on the podcast and spending a bit of time and having a drink and it has been a pleasure man like it was was really good fun man you're you're a hell of a dude (laughs) (laughs) 
I think just like-minded people, um, you know, that are inclined in similar ways, like creatively or whatever, or chilled or yeah, whatever, sure. like that have similar natures, <laughs> you know, you can be having a shit day or whatever, but when you're with the people that are, you know, pretty passionate about similar things, mm-hmm. it, it's like you, you can have a ball at any time. I haven't seen Kieran for a while, and it's literally I just like saw him yesterday. Like we left, we always leave off on a good note, very good note. Like we are again tonight, and uh, this is why it's always a pleasure. No, to no, be no, a bro. Part. The night's not over yet. <laughs> 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 Depends how much more we drink from this point on. <laughs> no, I've got to be good. Yeah, no, I've got to be fucking good. Yeah. I've got to like. I've got to Kieran will uh, control himself. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, it's always a pleasure to be um, a part of these sort of things, man. Cool. Like, uh, I was so excited, and it, it's definitely exactly what it, more than what I thought it would be. Like, like I already thought it was going to be amazing. This is like I don't know. There's no word for it. Just like there's no word of from where I come from. Like I can't even put a word to where I come from. <laughs> Another planet. <laughs> uh, but it's been uh, it's been a fucking delight, and um, I hope I hope uh, anyone out there listening still is fucking listening because I've I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's been yeah, sick. me too, man. I actually would love to listen to this too myself. Like. <laughs> Uh, we've covered so many things. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we like, I don't know what we've done. Uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how I'm going to surmise this. Yeah, you won't even want to edit it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't edit any of them. I just you, record. You'll probably and go. edit it and then go. Oh, this is the raw version, and this is the edited version. But everyone's no, going to love the none raw. None of them. I, I edited one. I edited one that I did with um, Leo Baker because we went for about two, yeah. two, two hours and a bit. So I cut that one in half because the last platform that I was, they, they only let me uh, um, upload like a certain megabyte or what it doesn't matter but yeah. but um but um yeah it doesn't matter it's all good oh man it's been, it's been a good chat yeah i, I want to listen to this let okay. me know how i listen to it is there well, going to be a you'll link know because you'll get a fucking copy of it. you'll better download and listen oh, beautiful to it. beautiful well i hope everyone's excited uh whoever's still listening as much as i am because i want to i want to go over this again and then yeah, man. Oh, we can do this again. We can do this again yeah. in a few months. And There's then... always things to chat about, um, <laughs> you know, especially when um, you've found your place in the world and you kind of or still or getting feel like you found it at least. Um, there's so much to talk about from there because everything's like, you know, you're just improving and everything's getting better. We, we could do a podcast in the Botanical Gardens. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. We should film that too. <laughs> like... Okay. Yeah, because you know Stalios, like he's great, and Harris, like Harris is working with Hugo Weaving at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get those guys on board or whatever. They don't. They just want to be a part of it. You know, they don't care. Um, you know, yeah. So or whatever, we'll do it ourselves. Well, it's been great. Thanks for jumping on the show, dude. Oh, and, thanks uh, for having me, man. I'll, we'll keep drinking, and then I'll, I'll chat to you. I'll yes. chat to you later. Oh, we will. You guys jump. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Until we'll soon. Peace. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. There we go. Like I said, classic chat. Classic chat. Uh, thank you, Nick, for jumping on the show and, and having a laugh with me. Uh, much appreciated. And I can't wait to get you back. Uh, thank you to all you guys out there for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, like and subscribe. Share it around. Much love. Appreciate it. Um, like as always, more guests coming up. 
Until then, stay tuned, be cool, be peaceful. Peace out.